What's up, everyone? This is episode 71 of TronoGindos.com podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, the main dude behind TronoGindos.com. Uh, and all the way from London, Ontario, is Brett. What's up, everybody? I'm here once again. <laughs> Thank God. I know. It's not a show if I'm not here. <laughs> and that other voice you hear is back. Uh, composing Dan. I'm back, bitches. Yeah, back. Do I have to? Did you, did you plan that like this for like three weeks? You're like, this is what, what I'm saying when I come back. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> I'm back, bitches. No, if I was planning, it would have been better than that. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, you can say bitches on the podcast. Yeah, we can say bitches. Yeah, I think so. Is that a gray area? I'm not gonna. Uh, how about this? I'm not gonna edit it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think we've I think we've had a couple episodes with some swears in there that it's, I don't it's, see edited. It's the it's the new software. Like Audacity is fine and whatever, but I had a good thing going with my with uh, GarageBand. I knew how to do everything in that. Audacity is a little bit more complicated. So when when you swear, and I'm just like ah, oh, like I don't want to throw in a pika in there. So Audacity is not that complicated. You just drag it, drop it in, man. I just don't want to do it. Well, it's more I don't want to do it. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> just let's get to the truth, man. Let's, let's make this a truthful episode. My motivations are very complicated. Yeah. <laughs> just don't want to lie from the get go. I just I just don't <laughs> feel like doing it. Plus, it's like it's only one. I don't know. Yeah, she goes. Yeah. Um, although I did get an email one time, someone when when one of you swore, I forget. What? Someone emailed me, and the the title of the email was just like Pika. Just like yo, you missed one on oh like episode whatever time whatever. But it wasn't a complaint. It was just no. It wasn't no. It was it wasn't like oh, I was listening to the car with my four year old daughter, and now right, she right. can't stop swearing. <laughs> That's awesome. Maybe I'll get one about the bitches. Um. Oh well. This is the TorontoGamers.com podcast. Uh, you can go to the site to see all the games that are developed in Toronto. Uh, there are quite a few interviews uh, that are up right now, just because Level Up is uh, on Wednesday. Might as well start hype time. Um, Might as well. This is the, I think, seventh Level Up. If you're not familiar with Level Up, it's basically student games. Uh, students from different schools around the area, University of Toronto, Sheridan, etc., etc., uh, show off their games um, and get critiqued. Uh, friend, friends of ours, Oddbird Studios won last year with Arrowheads. I wonder who's going to clean house this year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't we'll know. Find out. I'll, we'll be there, uh, or rather, I'll be there. Um, Heather and I already have it set up. We're going to Instagram, tweet. We're going to do a bunch of stuff, fun stuff for it. So, really, uh, if you're interested, I, look, I looked into uh, getting a train ticket to go. I'm not, I'm not paying. I'm not paying that much. No, how much is it? Well, it's, it's 75 bucks one direction. Damn, really? From here to London. And that's pretty... Like, if I was driving, I could rent a car for that much for the yeah. day. You know? How so much is I'll, it just to get to, to Oakville? Maybe we could carpool the rest of the way. I didn't look into that. Do it. All right. I'm, I'm not going to do that live. I'll do that later. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to find out. I want to know right now. <laughs> Actually, we could do Aldershot. I know there's a stop at Aldershot for sure. Cool. But we'll see. We'll see. We won't do it live. Um, so if you're interested in student games and stuff like that, it's a pretty cool event. It's free. Uh, you just go in and you get to play test a bunch of different games. Um, and if you're interested in kind of learning a little bit more about the students, uh, there's a few interviews up on our YouTube and on the site itself. So subscribe today. Check out TorontoGamedos.com. Uh, Brett, is there anything you want to... Oh, and I was the only one at uh, Game, uh, game Dev Drinks. 
Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was. It was really good. Um, Lightning Rod Games talked a little bit about Folding Apart, uh, <clears throat> which is a game about a long distance relationship, which I thought was pretty cool and unique, mm-hmm. especially as someone who uh, was in a long distance relationship. So just, uh, I am in one right now. There you go. So um, it's it's it has like it's it's called Fold Apart, and basically it's kind of like a platformer. Uh, and, and then you'll enter like into, on the screen and you can kind of fold the piece of paper to get to different parts. So you might be on a platform, there'll be a platform in the top right corner and you kind of like fold it down to get onto that platform or something. So they they use like kind of a piece of paper as their like gimmick, I guess, in the game. Game mechanic, Uh, not gimmick. Ah, whatever. Uh, (laughs) use the right terms. No, why? Well, what's the difference? What's the gimmick? It's not what we call them in games. But it's uh, called game mechanic. It's a game mechanic. <laughs> but I don't yeah, look, not the gimmick. I don't look gimmick at gimmick. has a negative connotation. I guess. Yeah, I don't look like at it that way. Saying it's a negative. A gimmick is the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> gimmick is the VR. All right. Gimmick is VR. We were at, we were at a friend's house last night, uh, and he had surprisingly he had a really big PlayStation collection. I was I was actually. He's kind of a quiet dude, so I, I didn't know this about him. But giant, like, nerd collection, a lot of PlayStation, a lot of anime. And then he just, like, asked me, like, straight up. He was like, yo, is VR worth it? And I, and I hesitated. I was just like, well. And he was like, nope. That's that's all I needed to know. <laughs> See? <laughs> I won. What do you mean you won? VR's dead. You can go back through any of these episodes. And I said that I it was, like, a mistake that – or not a mistake. It's – I'm, a, I'm I'm foolish to like be an early adopter, but you need those early adopters. No, you don't. I still think it could be a big part of gaming, but it's so, not. Happening. Like if if some someone just asks me, "Yo, should I go drop seven hundred dollars on uh on a VR headset to play Resident Evil yeah. Seven and enjoy Resident Evil Seven slightly more?" I'm going to mm-hmm. tell them no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not going to recommend that seven hundred dollar anything to anyone. Good. It's a lot of money for a paperweight. Yes. Yeah. It's on my table right now. Collects dust. Looks dumb. It's sitting. It's right beside the switch. Oh yeah. So you can play together. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get one. I want to finish Horizon first. The switch. Mm. The, you want to get VR? Or you want to get a switch? Switch. No, I'm not getting VR. Oh, okay. I'm not dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, only, keep your drinks only dumb dumbs get VR. No, just kidding. VR. I, I'd love to have VR, but I'm not willing to spend 700 bucks on something that that's you know not necessarily fully adopted yet. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in the middle of hype time. Brett, is there anything you want to hype? I got two things this time. Okay. Someone actually reached out to me for some hype. This is like the first time ever. <laughs> that the director of hype had gotten an email. I thought we fired you from the director of hype. Yeah, well, you're fired. So, I thought so too, but someone emailed me. <laughs> and I was Good. like, well, so, um, where to start with this one? All right, so this one is from uh, the the people at Toe Jam. Actually, a friend of ours actually was like, Brett, I need some, I need some hype out there for Toe Jam. Because they need some volunteers for the for the uh, for the event. They don't have enough volunteers right now, um, so they asked me to just you know mention it on the podcast, and I'm going to mention it at Game Dev Drinks also. That uh, Toe Jam needs some volunteers, so go to the website, sign up, um, help Toe Jam run smoothly. What what do, what do you have to do 
as a volunteer, what, what are some of the responsibilities? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, That's fair. Well, when I was there last year, the volunteers just helped make sure everything was running super smooth. Like that 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 event is quite big. Like we're they're dealing with hundreds of people in there, right? Yeah. So they're there partly to make sure no one's getting beaten up. I don't know. I think they're like part, like making sure like everything runs smoothly. There's like make sure the food's there, make sure that people are being like cordially to each other. Um, I think there's a little bit of security involved too because like you see the event guys walking around the halls and stuff, making sure everything is like, you know, kosher and stuff. Um, they're also there to just help with, uh, I guess, maybe even navigate people around the city if they're not from the city, like tell them where things are and stuff like that. They're also greeters at the door. Um, they do provide like a day and night service because it is uh, 24 hours, like it's 48 hours, so to speak, right? Mm. So, or yeah, it's, is this 48 hours or 24 hours? I forget how long it is. So like you're there day and night. So there's night positions and day positions and stuff like that. So it's it's pretty cool. But I think if you're a volunteer, you can't make a game. So that's one caveat, if I recall. But check out the website. All the information should be there. Um, and the volunteers, it'll look good on your resume. Oh. I just made that up. Definitely do it. Volunteer. <laughs> Put it on your resume. Why not? It won't hurt. Yeah, I think people still care about volunteer work, so that's yeah, good. Get your face out there. Speak. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Like, you're going to meet a ton of people. Uh, not just, like, a, like a Toe Jam isn't just student students making games. There's a lot of pros there that make games, too. Like, myself... And the, all the other game studios, there's people from those game studios coming out to make games too. So it's a pretty good mixture of student and professional. So you'll definitely be able to network with people too. So it's a good networking opportunity as well. So, yeah. Cool. Do it. What's the other thing you got to hype? Uh, game Dev Drinks is coming April 19th. Um, I have the guests lined up. I just waiting for a confirmation email. So all that information will be coming out next week. Um, and if it's who I think it's going to be, it'll be our first repeat uh, speaker because he's done a lot of new stuff and he wants to talk about it and share some more experiences. So, who is it? Yeah. Are you going to say I, it? No, I'm not saying yet. He's waiting for a confirmation email. Yeah, I'm waiting listen. for a confirmation. Yeah, do you, do you not listen to what I'm saying? <laughs> Honestly, um, I have Pokemon Go up and Amaro just kind of appeared, so. Oh, buddy. Jesus. <laughs> we're trying to be professional here, Steve. No, we're not. I we we literally true. opened this podcast up some about bitches. Yeah, this is the Brett show. <laughs> <laughs> must be listening to one of my podcasts. <laughs> uh... Bring a little uh, bread factor into the podcast. Yeah, a little, a little too much bread factor. I got to turn turn it into Toronto Game Devs snooze factor. <laughs> it's Damn. not a snooze factor. Come on. Harsh. I'm just I'm allowed to fuck. Oh, I said it. Oh, no. I'm allowed to mess with this show. Honestly, if honest. you make fun of the show, it's just negative on you because you've been part of the show the whole time. <laughs> That's true. I think the Brett portions of the show are where the views stay. <laughs> They're like, oh, Brett's speaking. I'm coming back. <laughs> what, they just like mute it in and out? Yeah. They probably have like an API made up for whenever I speak that it just picks up my voice and then it turns it back on. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm just messing. Makes, I love doing this. I makes, love doing this show. Makes sense to me. <laughs> uh, damn. But that's pretty much yeah. it. Do you have anything to hype up? 
Uh, sure. You know what you guys should all do What's is that? go check out at Gruber underscore music because he just released a Pico 8, his Pico 8 volume one of original music, video game music. And he's been doing a bunch of cool stuff lately. He released the Double Dragon Pico 8 edition. He released a Stranger Things soundtrack, Chiptune edition. Bunch of cool stuff happening with at Gruber underscore music in terms of uh, the Chiptune stuff. He's doing a lot of Pico 8 stuff. And last I heard, he was also expanding into um, other Chiptune trackers. But his stuff sounds great. So check it out. Nice. Hi. And uh, just one last thing to hype out is our Patreon, which you can check out at TorontoGamedesk.com slash, or sorry, Patreon.com slash TorontoGamedesk, which uh, helps fund the site. Uh, and they get early stuff, including this podcast. So thank you to Brian, Gene, Tabby, M5 Games, Gigi, uh, Renaud, Tyler, Marina, Ben, Stephen, Lee, Devin, Toby, Dan, Chris, Anthony, and Aaron. Damn, this list's getting long, man. You go. Holy smokes. Yeah, I'm away for a couple months and bam. <clears throat> So thank yep. you to everyone who uh, keeps becoming a or who, who remains a patron. And if you have any questions about it, just let me know. You can tweet us at TorontoGamedes, email Steve at TorontoGamedes.com, etc. Um, with all that, we can go to news time. News, news, news. Yeah, Brett. Brett refused. Is that to, while I was gone? Yeah, Brett refused to do it. Cause he, cause yep. he missed me. I did. He needed me to help him. It's not the same without you. So I was like, I'm not doing it until Dan's back. It's like it's it's super lame if it's just one person, like mm-hmm. like like that. Yeah, I, I wanted you to do it on your own that time, <laughs> just so you you know, just the return of it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then in the future, people will be like, it's coming back. Oh yeah. Episode seventy-two, it's back. <laughs> All right. So seventy-one, isn't it? Well, I didn't join in on this one. You didn't oh, hear it again, Steve. See? Yeah. Steve. Classic. I'm fiddling with your Pokemons over there. No, I yeah. turned off. That time I just straight up had a brain fart. <laughs> Put the Pokemons away, man. Okay, I don't have Pokemon out. Let's calm down. Um, one, two, is three. Is the plural of Pokemon Pokemon? Or is it just Pokemon? Sorry, what? It's just Pokemon, right? The plural of Pokemon. It's not Pokemons. Yeah, I think. I think the plural is Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, just Pokemon, right? I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's both. Hmm. I, to be honest, I don't know, but I've never—I don't think I've ever heard of plural. Like, whoa! Yeah, there's a lot think, of Pokemon over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah not Pokemons. It's just like Jedi, right? Jedi is plural and singular. Yeah, they didn't—they so... didn't know that that the the next movie was pluralized until it had to be translated. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Um, Six things. There's a few more things, but you can go to TorontoGamedes.com because uh, we're not going to go over the student interviews like I mentioned at the start uh, and and other things like that because we didn't do a podcast last week, which was my fault. Um, yep. But a few games got announced, or, or rather release date got announced, so Use Your Words is coming out uh, in April. Slowing up. Where did I say I don't know. I think I closed it by accident, though. Oh, there it is. April 4th on Xbox One, PS4, and Steam. The Wii U version is coming a little bit later. You should probably just abandon the Wii U and just make it for Switch, but whatever. Yeah. This is that kind of... Uh, Switch. This is kind of similar to the Jack... Uh, what's the Jack game called? The, you don't know Jack? No. Is it that? That's the Jack game. <laughs> it's like a party sort of... Yeah, it's called game. You Don't Know Jack. 
Is that it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. similar to that. Uh, we talked about it in the past, but that's coming out very soon. So this, one, this is coming out on Steam. Yeah. Because uh, I think some people at the studio were talking about this, and I was like, "What? I can get into this." It's coming out for a lot of things because this is the one where you like download a, your, an app on your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it looks that that's uh, that's what the guys were talking about. They were like, "Yeah, you can just put the thing on your phone and play the game," and I'm like, "That sounds cool." Or rather, I don't know if it's an app or just a, a, web, a web browser thing that you go to, but. Oh. Um, that comes out soon. Wii U version. Not sure why it's delayed, but it is. Uh, hopefully, it does come to Steam or to Switch. But who knows? But yeah, if you're it'd be a great uh, game for Switch, wouldn't it? Yeah, because you can bring the Switch anywhere, right? It, it, yeah, that's the whole idea. So yeah, Switch, be... like, if if you're, you know, on the subway or whatever, or not on the subway, but on a bus, can you like play? Yeah. I guess you can hotspot it to your phone or whatever. For internet yeah. access, uh, yeah, cool. Supposedly, someone someone did that actually for the Splatoon, um, the, Spl- the Splatoon test fire or whatever that happened last weekend, mm-hmm. or maybe two weekends ago. They basically just tethered it to their phone, so they can kind of test out the the the, the beta or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Right, man, that would be just murderous to your data plan. So apparently, Splatoon did like 150 megabytes over the hour. Oh, that's not bad. Use your words would probably be like not too bad. I guess it depends on how it's coded and stuff, right? Like, yeah. Well, use your words isn't online either, though. Yeah, it's a party game that you play in, in your. In the oh, room. it's local. Yeah, I think so. It's meant yeah, to like you gotta nah, but 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 it has to be online in terms of like getting uh, like a browser or something to work, right? I'm sure well, it's on your like, on your phone right? though. So you need that online part, right? Right. But you yeah. don't need you don't need the actual console to be online. Now. You don't think so? I doubt it. Mm, okay. It's meant it's meant to be kind of like everyone's on the couch drinking, partying and stuff. Yeah, but it has to talk to the game to display the the scores and stuff. So yeah, right. you have to have it online. Oh uh, yeah, I'm an idiot. Kind of Wi-Fi local. It has to. The game is displaying the scores and the answers to the phone, so it has to talk to each other. It can't. Yeah, I guess you're right. I was wondering if there was some way you can have it talk, the system talk to it, but... Mm-hmm. I like when you say that you're right, Brett. <laughs> it just has a nice ring to it. I know, it does, doesn't it? It sounds <laughs> like... I love it when you say that. I don't think I said your name. I think I just said you're right. I could have been talking well, to Dan. That's no, because Dan wasn't making any points. It was yeah. all right there. No, Dan, I think you're right. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I the, it. the basic point was mine. You just elaborated <laughs> on it. Yeah, I had to bring out the actual technical and technical yeah. stuff, not this random right. Portuguese witch magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Number two, Dan, your boy, Blossom Tales. Oh, nice. It's uh, at the time I wrote this, it wasn't out, but now it's out. Oh, um, so it's out? Yeah. yeah. Slash your way through monster-infested dungeons, save the kingdom of Blossom from internal darkness, collect unique weapons, spells, and more during your journey, take down powerful bosses, and solve clever puzzles. Uh, basically, it's a Legend of Zelda love letter, and it's out. Uh, it came out March 28th, so it's on Steam. How did I miss that? I'm super excited for this one. Um, currently 15% off, and you can get it, pick it up for 14.44. Yeah, I wonder... I'll buy it. 
the promo goes until April 4th. So by the time you're listening to this, it might be over. But uh, it is out on Steam if you're a big fan of Legend of Zelda, like I think most of us are. Um, this might be one you want to keep an eye on. So shout out to whose name I'm blanking. What's, your, what's the name of your friend? Uh, Tyler Budlowski. Yes, Tyler, Tyler T-Bud. T-Bud. Uh, and, his, and, his, T-Bud. and his partner in Pittsburgh. Uh, I believe. Not too bad. Fifteen hours of gameplay for fourteen ninety nine. Hmm. I'm stoked that he that he finished this game. That's great. And yeah, he's been working on this forever. Like it feels like forever. Yeah, he was at Game Dev Drinks quite a while ago, right? Yeah. Last like, year. I, I, like I feel like a year ago. Yeah, and he it was content complete then. But I think. Uh, I but think... then he had the uh, the guys the. Uh, yeah, the publishers hook him up with some stuff, and they put in more stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Nice. I, I probably I am going to buy it. So, so the developers cast pixel game is Blossom Tales. Uh, it's on Steam. Um, check it out. It's in my cart right now. There you go. Nice beauty. Get on Switch. Uh, yeah, stream that stuff. Do you still stream it or what? Uh, once I get my furniture in, I'll start streaming again. Because I need my other computer and it's packed away. So, cool. Yeah, but I will be. You know, you're like not the only person that keeps asking me on a weekly basis if I'm still streaming. I'm like, it's coming. <laughs> Don't worry. Cool. Number Where's three, Graceful Explosion Machine uh, is coming out April sixth. This is the uh, shooter. Sorry, but for a second, shooter uh, from Vertex Pop. That's so I so they gave me a code for it. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's it's uh, it's certainly their last game was We Are Doomed, uh, which was like pretty basic in terms of amount of stuff that's in there. You know, you only had the one weapon. It was only like one level. It was a uh, twin stick sort of thing. Yeah, this is definitely more elaborate. There's <clears throat> the multiple weapons that you use kind of in different scenarios on, against different enemies. Um, the different level design stuff like that. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, I think I'm going to be doing a review. Um, After it, it's out, April sixth. Uh, so there is an embargo. That's like I forget what day it is, but I yeah. Think, so you shouldn't even be talking about the game right now. No, he said no, no, no. They told me that preview, like talking about it in previews and stuff like that, is fine. Yeah, but we can't rip it apart right now. Uh, no. Okay. This uh, just look at this screenshot. It just looks so action packed. Well, so, I mean, you next, you haven't just, played the game, Brett, so you can rip it apart. But I can't say anything. Kind of. Yeah, crazy. but next week when we do this podcast, we'll rip it apart. Do you have a switch, Brett? No, no yeah. he's going to rip it apart without playing the game. Yeah, no, I know, right? You. I'm not going to rip it apart. I'm going to ask you questions <laughs> that may or may not rip it apart. You. So, do you rip it apart? Is not a negative connotation, right? Right. Rip Similar it apart to, to the word of gimmick. Right, same. Ripping a game apart is what I do, man. <laughs> I make games for a living, so I like to tear a game down and figure every all the nuances out of it. Okay, but when so, you so say, I don't just play games for fun anymore. No, but maybe you could say, say maybe you could say deconstruct. Yeah, I, <laughs> rip apart is is deconstruct. I use no, but it's a little it's a little bit. Yeah, but no. you guys, it's because Ripping you're not... Ripping apart sounds not like... You don't... When you want to, like, deconstruct a computer and, and find out what's inside, you don't you rip, rip it apart. apart. You don't, like, break the shit in half and then be like, <laughs> what a piece of shit this was. That's what ripping apart means. 
You guys are see it's because you're not from the streets. That's why you don't understand street slang. So like I'm just saying, I'm going to rip this game apart, but to bring it down to layman terms, it's deconstruct. That doesn't make any sense. That's actually like completely opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm just I'm gonna rip the game apart in a good and positive manner. <laughs> <laughs> Or tear this shit out in a good and positive way. Uh, well, so- I'm not gonna like. I'm not trying to dis uh, like discredit the game or anything like that. I'm trying to, you know, figure out what the people would want to know about this game. I get what so, you're saying. It's just that rip it apart is not. It does not mean what I think you think it means. Well, what's the happiest way to say it? Deconstruct. We'll, next week, next week we'll deconstruct the game and talk about it and get into the innards of it and what it like. What the game. That, that's not even like a Brett word though. Like we need something that a Brett would actually say on the streets. That's why rip it apart makes way more sense. If you're ripping into something, does that not mean like that you're you know? It has a two. Yeah, you're shitting on it. Like, dude, oh, oh man, you're that that perfect there. Like, like if a heckler is heckling you on stage, let me put it in comedy terms for you, and you rip into them. Or are you like, are you like saying I'm all nice things about them? <laughs> just like, soul. yo, listen, your last uh, <laughs> remark about my comedy was actually pretty good. Let's talk. <laughs> let's deconstruct this and rip it apart. <laughs> I like saying rip it apart, but you guys just think it's. <clears throat> I'm trying to bring rip it apart to a positive level. All right. Anyway, Robbie DeGay did the music for this game. <laughs> Good segue. The music's uh, actually—it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I bet. I bet it's awesome. Is it a good techno-y music? Yeah. Predictable. And very like it's not like it's not in your face like the music like to me at least. Um, kind of chill. Yeah, it, it's very—it's just kind of there in the background, and and the yeah. hecticness of it comes from the gameplay, not the music. That's good. Uh, whereas visually here. It could be a little overloading if it was the opposite way. Yeah, and it's like super really bright colors, right? So there's already kind of enough visual that's going on that's sort of uh, really in your face. So I kind of actually, yeah. I, I was, I, I couldn't really remember the music like during the trailers and stuff before I played the game. But I was right. just looking at it, I was thinking that it would be really, um, not, I don't want to say like hindering the gameplay or anything like that, but just like a really big part of like what makes the game chaotic. And it, it's it's not, it's... It's it's pretty solid actually. Yeah, I bet. Um, I'm excited to try this one. Yeah, so it's you're gonna have to get a switch, bro. Yeah, I know. I've been looking into getting a switch. I want to finish Horizon first, but I've been looking at getting a switch. And I, yeah. I, I called up EB Games. They're like, basically, you gotta call us at like ten to to at like eight fifty. Find out if we have any in. Call every morning, and then be here for nine if we got one. Nice. But, okay, <laughs> that's not happening. When uh. Yeah. When I come up next weekend to your hood, I, I'll bring the switch and we can we can play a little bit. Nice. We could put oh. it on the 120 inch uh, projector screen. That'd be awesome. So, is that so the, the one is thing that with... one in your bedroom? <laughs> no, I got a 55 inch in the bedroom. All right. The one the one thing with the switch, the portability of it, awesome. But the dock and shit, not as like portable. It's like there's a lot of wires that are kind of like that go like in the dock. I don't know. I'll try to bring it, but I, I usually don't bring the thing. To right, right. That makes sense. That's Everyone cool. that I've seen with their Switch, it's always portable. Like I've yet to see someone playing it docked. <laughs> I would say honestly, I maybe I, I would probably I'd probably put maybe like thirty to forty hours into the Switch total. Yeah. Across like Zelda and One Two Switch and all this stuff, maybe a bit more, maybe forty five. Let's say let's say no no more than fifty. But I would say like eighty percent of the time it's been portable. Right. 
Um, Graceful Explosion Machine would be a great game portable. It is. I don't know how much more I can say about the game, actually. So yeah, uh, let's stop there. So you don't. But it's it's one. I would. I'll say this. It's one you should be excited for. How about that? Uh, number four. St. Catherine's developer Rocket Ship Park uh, has been born. So Jim Jim Squires and Shane McCaffrey nice. are uh, some local guys. Jim's kind of a local PR guy, and Shane is a local iOS developer. Uh, they kind of came together and, and created Rocket Ship Park, which is their new uh, studio. Uh, they were they came out with a press release. So let me just read out the kind of the first blurb. After several years of successful collaborations in different mediums, game industry veterans Shane and Jim. Uh, revealed the launch of Rocket Ship Park, a new games development studio based in the heart of Niagara. Shane Jim being with them, bring them with a combined 20 years of experience in the industry. Uh, let me just talk, let me find where they talk about the game. Uh, the studio will be reviewing details about their first release, Block Dropping, in the coming weeks and has a number of other projects in development. Block Dropping will be a frenzied puzzle game about discovery, assembly, and organization for the iPhone and iPad. Beautiful. They're on These Twitter. Guys are great. Yeah, they're on Twitter, they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, they're on, uh, they're everywhere. They'll be on your phone soon, so. I've met both of them at uh, Game Dev Drinks. Super nice guys, both. Shane is, is super talented. I've had a lot of fun with some of his iOS games. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they come up with here. Yeah, I think he hooked up Patreons with a few games before, like Starseed and, uh, Star C, I think, was one of them. Uh, he made that, that alphabet. Alphabets, yep. Yeah. So, congrats to them. Looking forward to their first game. That'd be fun. Totally. Um, nice. Keep an eye out. Rocket Ship Park. Shane's also a big Blue Jays fan, so he's got a good head on his shoulders. Uh, number five. Dashy Square is out now on Steam, iOS, and, and Android. So it was out before, but this is kind of the version 2.0. Okay. Um, comes with a level editor and stuff like this. We kind of talked about this game in the past, but it's basically a kind of rhythmic uh, endless runner. Uh, the world like rotates and stuff like that. Um, what's the game that's really similar to? I forget the name now. It's a big game on iOS, but what game? Dashy Square 1.0? No, <laughs> no. Forget the forget the name. But anyways, Dashy Square uh, on Steam. It is. I think it's pretty cheap. Oh whoa! Did I see a uh... five bucks? Four fifty, rather. Oh, they got some um, cameos in there now. Have they always had cameos? They kind of oh. always had like fun. Uh, it's one guy, <clears throat> but he always kind of like put in like fun costumes and stuff like that. I think it's there's right like, at some... the end here, right at around, uh, let's say, um, the twenty-six second mark of the trailer. That's totally the bird from Regular Show, right? You guys ever watch Regular Show? Never watch Regular uh, Show. No, that's the bird from Regular Show. Hmm. Oh sure, uh, I know he had like <laughs> I know he had sure. like Dragon Ball Z stuff on before, like uh, Super Saiyan <laughs> and shit. So yeah. cool. Hmm. So boom, check it out on Steam, iOS, and Android. It's pretty cheap, five bucks. So there you go. Sweet. Um, I gotta find the Skype page. And the last. Story at least for this week. Uh, Lovers in Dangerous Space Time. It's the free PlayStation Plus uh, game. That's awesome. Oh, that's cool. four people. So, so uh, Brett, what's the yeah. deal with that? Like when you're a PlayStation Plus um, game of the month, yeah. uh, how is that? Like, do you make? Does the developer make 
bank off of that, or is that just exposure? What is that? I honestly don't know, mm-hmm. um, but I believe it's they. I believe they make no money off of it. Really? I believe it's just a pure exposure thing. I have to. I'll I'll look into that for next week because I know someone else who's done it, and I can talk to them about it. But I'll answer that question next week because I've never really looked into it, and I do believe it's purely exposure. I think they get nothing off of it. Certainly curious about that. I, I think. Um, I think if they have DLC, it might be, it might be a case by case thing. Because if you have DLC, the exposure like it'd be worth it, right? Like you just get the exposure out there, and then if you get if five percent of your new audience buys DLC, that then you you get that, right? Yeah, but you would get the DLC profits, but you could get nothing from game the like, downloads. Like, yeah. Like a game like get, Lovers in Dangerous Space Time doesn't have any DLC, right? So yeah, so I'm assuming they're just getting exposure, yeah. and then it's, that's it, right? And I don't think they get any money. So um, because the game is free for PlayStation Plus members, so they would get the exposure. Um, isn't everyone a PlayStation Plus member because of the way the new system works? Well, you like need, comes... if you play online, you you have PlayStation Plus. Yeah, so pretty much everybody has it, right? Yeah, like, like if if you imagine like even if there's there's like sixty million PS4s out there, even if you imagine half of them have online yeah. Plus to play yeah. online, that's thirty million potential like new customers that are checking yeah. out the game, right? Yeah. So that's the one thing, and then it also like you're going to get a lot of cross pollinization too, right? Because your game's on other systems. Um, they might be like, well, I can get this for Steam because I saw it on PlayStation Plus. Like, it's just a, a thing of extra marketing, I would assume. So but I, I think they get nothing, like, mm-hmm. no pennies. Intriguing. Um, I know it's pretty cool week, though, to see, like, the it on PlayStation Plus, and, it, you know, I think it was, mm-hmm. I can't remember now, like, four or five years ago when I saw them bringing it out to... Uh, global game jam and stuff and working on it there and showing it off there and play testing it and stuff it's pretty cool Yo, can you guys still hear me yeah yeah okay because i just had a skype pop-up saying my microphone isn't detected i'm like what oh no you're there that was weird all right cool carry on oh that was it it's just pretty cool to see that you know yeah and i see it come from sort of the nuts and bolts and now it being on playstation plus yeah it's cool and it, it is on playstation i bought it it was on, um, I think there's like, there's been like three months in a row. I think Lovers in Dangerous Space Time was kind of the games for gold in on Xbox in January. Mm, right. And then Severed was the was a PlayStation Plus game last last month for Vita. Vita, yeah. And now and now Lovers in Dangerous Space Time for, for this month. So. Yeah. Uh, or actually, sorry, February was Lovers in Dangerous Space Time because it was like Valentine's Day. And then Severed was March. And then now Lovers mm. is getting in... Um, in April. Sorry. Um, that's it for the news. Sleepy. <laughs> news, news, news. Yeah. We record early in the morning. Everyone knows that by now. Yeah. And this one we recorded a little later. Not that much later, though. Quite later. We started at like 9.40. The recording, yeah, but we started talking at like 9, 9.20. Yeah, but it's still late. So You're the one who slept in. I was awake. Bro, you said I slept in. Yeah, but I was still awake. Bro. Guy, well, do yeah. you know what sleeping means? No. I, I was up. See, it's it's well, different for well, Brett because he lives well, in a well, bachelor. Let's rip that apart. Let's rip that word apart for you. Let's rip it apart. Let's rip it apart. Let's, let's do this. So 
I, I did sleep in, but I was yet awake in time for the show. So, see, yeah, because he gets up so early. But yeah, he's he lives in a bachelor, so it's a bit different. It's not like he has to go to a different room. He just like as soon as he sits up out of bed, he's already at his computer desk. Pretty so, much. He's like, Here we go. And it's not sitting up in my bed. I'm in an air mattress, so it's roll onto the floor and then stand up. <laughs> it's not the high life right now. I'm living quite ghetto, just like ancestors. This is like a more modern TP I'm in right now. Uh, let's kind of wrap up the show, similar to how we do before. Just talk about the games we've been playing. Brett, what have you been playing? Um, been playing a lot of Tiny Rails because that's the game I'm currently working on. And uh, we just got featured on iOS. Nice. Week, oh, uh, Sick. Yeah, for Tiny Rails, which is the game I'm working on. And uh, so I've been just playing a ton of that, just really getting, uh, ripping it down, you know, ripping it apart, <laughs> getting it into it, all the nuts and bolts. That's how we do on the streets. So, yeah, that's all I've been playing. I saw there was like a, a Twitter photo the other day, uh, yeah. donuts or something, right? Customer sent you donuts? Uh, she sent us cupcakes, custom cupcakes with our like it, it's. Do you want me to explain this? <laughs> I can tell you about it. It's actually pretty funny. Well, that's just pretty cool. Um, so like we're working on, I'm working on tiny rails, and we pushed uh, an update out. I think it was like update one, one point two something, right? And there was a, a a bug in there that kind of caused some people to lose their the data of their game. So um, we fixed that bug. But uh, this customer emailed us, and she was like, gr- like incredibly upset about it. And uh, um, her and her son play the game together, and her son's like five or six or something like that. And like she uses the game to kind of teach him about the because Tiny Rails you travel around the world with trains and stuff, right? Mm. So she's like teaching him about the world and uh, or Earth, I guess, and uh, stuff about commerce and things that are in the game, right? So she uses it as a teaching tool, and her son loves it. He loves the trains and stuff. So when they found out that the game broke and lost all their data, um, you know, she was quite upset. And she bought. She was a, a paying customer as well. She bought some stuff. So what we did was we fixed the game, obviously, and then uh, we sent them, like, we just gave them their stuff back, and that's what you would normally do anyways, right? It's not yeah. like you would do this. So we sent, gave her stuff back and then we did some, um, we put in like a custom message to her son saying like, you know, here's some cool stuff for you and it's in the game for him only because we right. can directly do that. So we made like, like a little special thing for him so he would feel, you know, not distraught anymore and upset about the game breaking on him. And she's, thought the world of it and eventually one thing led to another that she rewarded us with custom cupcakes um because like we you know just out of kindness of her heart and she bought us these cupcakes and that's what the cupcake picture is all about so it's just like us working with the customer helping them out and then vice versa kind of thing was pretty cool on the extra mile man yeah yeah it was pretty cool like yeah, I was quite happy with it. I don't, I didn't even care about the cupcakes at all. Like it was just like I was more happy that, like how we dealt the situation and everyone was happy. But it was cool to get the cupcakes. So I don't know. I, I was happy about it. You're like the only guy not smiling in this photo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> cool. Uh, Dan, the week. What do you? Uh, what have you been playing? 
I've pretty much exclusively been playing Horizon Zero Dawn. What do you think of it? Let's rip um, it down. Let's rip it apart. I I really like it. Um, the graphics and the story and everything it's really it really has hooked me. There's a couple things that I'm not like so hot on from the audio perspective. Music's great. The the mix is funky. Like when you're talking to people in towns and stuff, it really takes you out of it. When like some people are crazy loud and other people's you you can barely hear and you're just, like standing right next to them, hmm. trying to engage with them. Also, a lot of that dialogue is kind of useless. Yeah, like ninety percent of the dialogue when you're talking to people like NPCs is just totally useless, you know. And mm. they just, you know, it's like they recorded like twenty lines, and, uh, and, and with male, with different male and female voice actors, and then just kind of like peppered them around because you'll get one female voice actor saying the exact same line as like a male like five interactions later, and it's just kind of like this is. This is kind of weak. That do you whole mean, part of do you mean right. just the like the nothing NPCs that you can kind of just like it's just like a quick quick sentence, or do you mean the like people that you actually talk to for quests and stuff? No, like the nothing NPCs. Oh, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, wanted, I wanted more detail there, you know, because it's just kind of like if you're going to take the time to talk to them or even make that an option. Sometimes they take that option out altogether, which also makes no sense. But the mix in that is terrible too. Like you'll go to one NPC, you'll be right beside them, and it'll be super loud. And, and like audible, which is good. And then you'll talk to the one right beside them and you can barely hear it. And it's yeah. just kind of like, why wasn't that detail ironed out? You know, mm. um, mm. I'm not a hundred percent keen on the level cap at 50 because I've reached that like halfway through the game. And now I, now it's like, I just fast travel everywhere. Cause there's no point in me even fighting anything. Almost. Yeah, I thought that too. Um, there weren't enough skills and stuff. Yeah, it's just yeah. like at the very least, like let us get to level ninety nine, just get incrementally more powerful or whatever. You know, you don't have to give us more skill points or whatever. But yeah, you get like you get health every time, right? So yeah, if if the that, skills only went to level fifty, that's fine. But yeah, let us go to seventy or hundred or whatever. Yeah, like it kind of sucks because I was kind of diligently doing all the side quests and getting um, the ancient vessels and 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 vantage points and stuff because uh, Katie was really into the storyline, so I. You know, I wouldn't do main story quests unless she was around to check it out, right? Yeah. So I, so if I wanted to play, but she wasn't around, I'd go do some side quests and stuff. So I, that's why I ended up getting to like level fifty early. I finished the cauldrons early. I finished like I, I got a bunch of other stuff early because I was waiting for her to do the main quest. Yeah, the hunting, and, the hunting grounds too. You like clean up. Yeah, I crushed the hunting grounds. That's yeah. the thing. Like it, once you crush the hunting grounds, there's a bunch of levels right there that you're gonna get, right? And then yeah. all of a sudden, max it at fifty. So that that stuff, I wasn't too keen on um but overall it's it is pretty amazing like i definitely like the the battles are just totally epic i've never been in battles like that in a game before it's i love the i love the like right. dinosaur battles like they're all like really a lot of fun really unique and stuff like that like but red the, law like all of them um yeah. but the human the human stuff like was boring as hell like i hate i didn't like fighting humans in that game at all they just like they kind of just like run after you. Um, I, I I didn't mind so much the human stuff mainly because I love trying to go stealth as long as I can. So it's kind of I would do that at the start, and then like when I would have to take out a camp, like when I was cleaning out the camps or whatever for the side quests, I just ended up just going in there, just shooting arrows, getting them all like in, and then I would just have a grenade, like a grenade bomb or whatever, and just and just blast them all out. away. Yeah, yeah, like just and just like very like not caring about it. Like I would just 
I would just go in, just be like, all right, just like everyone die, so I can just clean up this part and then just move <laughs> on. Like, yeah, there's a, a bunch of weird, a bunch of weird things that uh, I wasn't like 100 percent keen on, but in general, like the, the scope of the world and the way that it's all put together and designed, the fact that there's like sort of desert and snow and yeah. prairie and and tropical and all that stuff, like it, it is, it is totally gorgeous uh, to me. And um, I love I love the story too. Like I like the story and, and stuff like that too. The setting, like it's such a unique um, kind of thing that they did with that world uh, and the, and your character and stuff. And I, I I dug all that. The my biggest gripe with the game is climbing. Like yeah, I, climbing is the worst shit ever in that game. And, and that might be coming from playing sure. Zelda, where you can climb literally anything you want in the game. Right. Right. Mm. Um, yeah, no, you definitely you have to look for your special spots and stuff like yeah, yeah. and that shit works well in Uncharted because Uncharted is a linear game that you just kind of move through the and it has like its open world parts, but it it's it works fine for the most part. But in uh, in Horizon, it's completely open world, so like you might be on just the wrong side of the mountain, right? That you need to like climb up, like and, and it's just like such a piss off, like. And there's those weird moments where you can actually climb a mountain if there's like a, a like a little rock ledge. You won't be able to grab onto it, but you can jump onto it. So yeah, and 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 it's just kind of like you're sort of. It almost feels like you're kind of glitching out, like you're not supposed to be going up that yeah, exactly. or something. You know, so, but in general, like I'm, I'm, yeah, the storyline is what's hooked me, and and I, I, I certainly enjoy that part of it. I certainly, it's definitely engrossing to me. Like I'm totally into the game and enjoy playing it. There are a couple things that just make you go, what the hell? You know, what, what's going on here? Yeah. Why is that even a thing? I got the platinum and then I was done with it, but it's oh, still like a platinum today. Yeah. I'm it's, at like it's 57% pretty, or something. It's a pretty easy platinum. You just, it's really just like clean up everything. But the, but the awesome thing with it is that you don't, the data stuff, like the, the text files. You don't have to get all. that. Yeah. You don't have to get them all. Oh, that's that is nice because just huge. I was wondering about that. Yeah, because you would you wouldn't be able to find them all. <laughs> but the battles are ridiculous. Like well, when I when I beat Red Maw, I was like, that was super intense. Yeah, the that bigger ones. Insane. The last battle is really cool too, especially if you kind of finish all the side quests. Yeah, the side quests are uh, side quests are done, and I'm just like I just did a couple of main quests after Meridian, so I'm like halfway through the game, all the side quests, and I'm at level fifty and everything. Yeah, sure. Um, so the balance was a bit was a bit off. That's fair. I'm playing Zelda more, which is sweet. Uh, I'm I'm doing I'm going through the great trophy cleanup of 2017. I don't want to get any new games any right now because I want to clean. I want to go back and kind of clean up some of the trophies. Uh, Persona Five like came out and Mass Effect came out and those are games that I want to get. But I already I haven't played through Final Fantasy 15 yet and and some other things so. Trying to clean up that. I got back into Overwatch, so I started playing a little bit more Overwatch. Um, so, so uh, what's your opinion? Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt. Were you going to say more games? No, no. What's your opinion? Are we uh, ripping stuff apart here? <laughs> well, uh, the, the only other game I really play is Graceful Explosion Machine, which we've already talked about. So mm-hmm. what, what's my opinion? On on the, the Zelda vs. Horizon debate, is Zelda just totally crush it? Or what? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah? Horizon does... I, I tweeted out, like, Horizon doesn't even deserve to hold Zelda's purse. Wow. Horizon is a great game. I think you, I think it's worth playing for sure. It's a full. It's it's long, like it's a forty plus hour game if you want to hundred percent it. 
It's beautiful. Story is pretty dope. It's unique in terms of the, of the enemies that you're facing, like with the robot dinosaurs and stuff like that. It's worth playing if you have PS4. Like I highly recommend it. But Zelda is just better in every like. It's just better, like in terms of like the, like it's not as fleshed out in story and presentation and stuff like that. But it's Zelda's like the most adventure game to ever be released because you will just start walking towards your thing your checkpoint or whatever and you're just like oh what's that over there and you just kind of veer off and if it's on top of a giant mountain no biggie you can just climb up it or if it's um you know if it's in no if it's in like a really snowy area you need to go find yourself some you know some snow pants and shit or else you're going to freeze to death or you can cook up some stuff like it's it's totally like anything that skyrim or or any of these games that tried to make like an adventure game now have to like look to zelda because it like it nailed that sort of sense of adventure and discovery and stuff. Hmm. Did it give you the feeling of playing like a link to the past back in the day? Yeah, it, it's totally like like I saw a funny thing where it's like you know in Nintendo's uh, I didn't play Link to the Past when it first came out. So, um, but Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. you know that first time when you kind of come out of the quirky uh, quirky uh, forest or whatever it's called, and the owl is just like, all right, go go save Zelda now. Mm-hmm. and it just opens up that world and you're just like it's like that when you're like a little kid and you just get this open world in Orkring of Time which is like nothing in today's standards right mm-hmm. um, it definitely has that sense and it's, it's, it's built upon that sort of moment uh, where you can just kind of go wherever you want like the whole the whole map is just they don't like lock up anything in the map you know like in the old Zelda games you would have like a rock that was blocking the path and you would have to first go get the kind of um, you know the the, the weightlifting thing—I forget what they call it—the power power bracer to lift the rock and, and throw it away. Because like the cold areas and the hot areas, you can still go to. You'll slowly die, or you can cook up something, but it's still like accessible to you. It's just mm-hmm. that the game teaches you right away that like, yo, this is a dangerous area. You're going to need to be prepared. So instead of actually blocking off the kind of snow areas, they just sort of. Uh, they just they just like make it pretty obvious that you're not prepared to go there. And it has like typical main quest, side quest, quest log kind of stuff. Or... Yeah, it has. Yeah, there's like a main quest, and there's like side quests and stuff. People will want like beetles or some shit. Um, but it doesn't. Horizon's very like it was fun to play these games like kind of side by side because they're they're pretty identical in terms of like open world, kind of this dystopian future thing, uh, these, like, guardians or robot things that fight you, there's horses, bow and arrow, like, all those are very similar, but they kind of handled it very differently. So in Zelda, you know, in Horizon, there's a path. You know, it's like, oh, my, you know, my brother is missing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, first, I last saw him here. Like, okay, you go, you go to the cart, you, you hit your little like focus thing. You can see where your brother, where the brother was, and then he ran off, and then you just kind of focus. It tells you like basically step by step. Zelda is just like, hey, I need, I need. There's like three trees up there, and there's a riddle. Like when the three trees, and you're facing the coast, you'll see a shrine or something like that. It'll just be like a riddle. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I'm like well, I don't know what the hell that even means, so I'll just go figure it out. Or it's just like, you know, I need ten beetles. Can you get them for me? Like, all right, can you tell me where they might be? It's like, I don't know. They it, they kind of come up when it's raining. Good luck. So they force you to be a little bit more self-reliant in Zelda. Yeah, for and, sure. And don't, and don't kind of... Because, yeah, Horizon 
is kind of a bunch of little linear things in an yeah. open world. Yeah, like. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Zelda's not like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. So. Both great games. Don't get me wrong. Horizon's awesome. I think if you have PS4, you, sh- you should play it. Like, it's fun. Yeah, I'm having a blast with it. I love I love it. But uh, I'm definitely in the market for a Switch when probably probably after I finish this game. Yeah. I'll probably buy a Switch in, like, I think May. Maybe yeah. June. I want I want Mario, so I'm definitely gonna have Switch for Mario. But yeah, I've missed so many Mario games. I think Switch is gonna be my, uh, you know, like the eShop. Hopefully that oh, like most of that stuff's gonna be on there eventually, right? Yeah, the, that's the one thing with the Switch is like there's not much of a console there. You know, it's there's no e there, or sorry there is an eShop. There's no virtual console. There's no like Netflix. There's no. There's not much there, but what it does have is it has Zelda, which so, is... Yeah, great. there's no virtual console yet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming. There's, like, some Neo Geo games on there, but it's not, like, officially a virtual console. Like, mm-hmm. But I'm like, yo, I would love to have some 64 games on this shit so I can play Diddy Kong Racing, like, just chilling on my couch. Like, yeah. Within yeah. The- I hope... Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I hope they get around to it soon. Yeah, it's got to like it has to come in the next couple months. Like if they if they kind of if it's not until like December, it's just like, well, what the hell were you guys doing? Like you couldn't port, you know, Super Mario Bros. to this shit. Yeah, but like I I gotta imagine they're going to spend April hyping up a um, uh, Mario, mm-hmm. and then after Mario Kart, sorry, and then uh, after that, there's not really much. Like there's Arms and there's Splatoon, but it's not like the big game. So that's when to me that's when it makes sense to. When like is Odyssey? May. Do we know? Uh, uh, I say it's Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's their big like, Christmas game. Probably like November or something. We'll see more about it at E3. So we got two months till E3. So I'm expecting to see some cool stuff for then. Oh, man. Can't wait. <laughs> I think we're going to see more about uh, like the con- <laughs> like more Nintendo updates. I think we'll like see that. more of a North American presence too, because right now it's been a lot of Japanese and a lot of Indies and stuff like that. The yeah. big guys like EA and Activision and Ubisoft and stuff like that. They have they've kind of been pretty quiet on the system so far. So I'm hoping that it's more of a North American. Yeah, I feel like Ubisoft in general has been really quiet lately. Like they just haven't been. I don't. I just feel like I haven't been hearing them say anything. Well, I don't know. Their their For Honor was kind of a, has been a disaster for them. Um, Let's just rip it apart. Sorry? Let's rip that one apart. I don't know. I didn't play enough to rip it apart. I don't really know what people are complaining about. It's fine, but like it's not really my type of game, so but mm. I got trophies to clean up in it, so I've been I've kind of been playing that a little bit more too. Um uh, sorry. Also Rick and Marty season three premiere came out. I was last just night. about to do the tweet of the week, so if you want to follow Dan and all his adventures, you can do so at Composing Dan on Twitter. This week's tweet of the week. Season three premiere, Rick and Morty is so Fucking good. Could have guessed they would have released it on on April Fools. Yeah. Oh man, it was it was just so great. Everything I wanted and more. Yeah. People were freaking out that it took so long to get season three out there, but after watching the premiere, I'm so stoked that they took their time with it. It was so good. Hmm. I still have to get around to watching that show. I watched like the first couple episodes. I just didn't get into it. So. Oh, so good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow Brett, you can do so uh, at Brett Meeser on Twitter, yeah. Brett Factor on YouTube. Yeah. Anything else? Brett Factor on Instagram? 
There you go. I mean, well, and Brett on Instagram, actually. Cool. Uh, was TP Smoke coming back for a while there? TP Smoke is, uh, he's around. I, it doesn't know what, I don't know what TP Smoke's going to be yet. Follow TP Smoke on Twitter, on Twitch. Um, the Bear Squad? Yeah, well, well, I will be Twitch streaming again, uh, definitely in May, because I'll have all my gear set up by then. So we're looking forward to May for streaming, for sure. Cool, perfect. Yeah. And if you want to follow Toronto Game Desk, you can do so on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, all this stuff, really. Uh, go to the website, TorontoGameDesk.com. <laughs> Rate and review us on iTunes. Give us five stars. Share it with your friends. Subscribe. Become a patron. Harass Brad online. Do all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, let's rip stuff apart together. All right. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> see you.